but the big thing was, yeah, it was a serialized show that not just for us, but for other listeners of the podcast, that they would have time to watch a show, listen to us talk about it, and then send in their own theories. And when we would t- take their theories, read them uh, on, on the air. And it just, you know, it was like this, this, you know, evolving, expanding sphere of like, you know, more and more interaction. You know, you, that happens enough. And you, you recognize that people have a really good insight and, and things to say about the show. And that's how we ended up expanding sort of our, our cast, our crew, basically, yeah. by um, inviting people that had really good perspectives to kind of join uh, when they could remotely. And again, this is pre-Zoom. This is, we had to like rely on Skype. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Set Listing Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am the, your host, Jesse Jackson. We are getting off the Bruce Springsteen panel train today, though he will come up because he normally does. And I am going back in the DeLorean, the TARDIS, the time tunnel, whatever, way back machine to one of my first online podcast friends. I have Brian joining me. Brian, welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much for having me on the show. This is uh, a bit strange. I'm, I'm not used to being a guest, but this is awesome. I just, uh, I've seen what you've done with growing this podcast of yours, and it's just pretty amazing. So hats off to you. Thank you, Brian. So um, we're going to get to your podcast origins but in the meantime just for my audience give them your elevator pitch tell them a little about yourself where you're from and you know you know the uh, drill sure. yeah well um i'm ryan i am a podcaster since 2007 or 8 i don't remember i don't remember but um mainly i've lived in maryland for several decades. Recently, though, I've relocated to Central Oregon and loving it here. Uh, I do, for a career, I'm sort of a uh, digital multimedia artist. I currently am doing user interface design. In the past, I've done web design. Uh, And I've just always had a uh, appreciation and been a fan of uh, things like science fiction, fantasy, uh, and that's what led me to do my first podcast. And um, we can talk about other podcasts that branch for that. But yeah, that's how it all started. It was just uh, uh, talking about a TV show that I liked with other people at work, and that somehow became a podcast. Yeah, and so I just had... Um, there's two guys from Canada, uh, Skip and Josh, do a Skip and Josh podcast. And I just had them on the, the show and they 
talked about they were best friends forever. And uh, one of them moved to, to a different city. And so every Saturday morning, they would call and like, hey, Skip, how you doing? I'm good, Josh. How are you? Did you watch the game last night? Yes, I did. What do you think? And and every Saturday, they were making this long phone call. And one of them says to the other one, you know, we should just make this a podcast. And they're like, well, okay. And so originally, and they told the story, there, there was no agenda, no discussion. It literally was just them calling each other, hit record, yeah. and then put it out and see if anyone likes it and which led me to tell the story and I only know part of it but um the podcast we're talking about is Galactical Forum it was all about Ron Moore's um you know re-imaging of Battlestar Galactica Mm -hmm. and this was one of the first podcasts that I listened to and as we go forward a little bit we'll talk about how I I became part of that, Mm -hmm. but the, the understanding, and you'll correct me, I'm sure, but basically in my mind, you had three or four people you worked with after the first Monday or Tuesday after a new Battlestar Galactic episode at the lunchroom, you guys would talk about it and said, Oh, we might as well do a podcast. (laughs) Yeah, that's, I mean, that's pretty much it. It was, we would meet uh, at lunchtime on a, you know, Monday or whatever after, you know, because it aired on a Friday on the sci-fi channel and we would talk about it and just go on about it. And uh, eventually someone came up with uh, this idea. Probably, well, it probably was me because I'm the one that actually set everything up, but I was like, let's, let's record this and actually put it up as a podcast. And someone said, what's a podcast? And I was like, just trust me. And yeah. so um, I got some basic equipment. I set us up in some spare room uh, in the office and we all clustered in there and, and just talked. And, um, you know, it was pretty rough at the beginning. We didn't know what we were doing. Um, but I will say we, we were lucky and fortunate in that we had um, a group of people. There was four of us uh, and each of us had a little bit personality wise, something to bring. Uh, and I think that was part of what made it um, kind of special for us. Um, and, and I don't know it, it back in those days, I don't know what I did right to get the word out because we, we started slowly, but we ended up getting some traction. We got some more v- listeners and eventually some people started to write in and then we had a, a like a voice line to call in and leave a message and uh, we started getting some of that and nowadays i don't know i just i think it's just different now i think mm-hmm. uh podcasts are very much dominated by big corporations that uh have lots of marketing budget and they dominate all the top 10 lists on spotify or iTunes or what have you. And yeah, getting a foot in the door now is you had got to be very persistent and you've got to really, really uh, just keep hammering at it. And um, but yeah, but the contents there, people will, will show up, but it was even more so true then because there was, it was, there was less saturation with all this podcasting yeah. stuff. Uh, yeah. Um, Kevin Pollack just made the joke. Um, and the reason why is I, I have a really good friend named Sam 
that um, he and I, when we worked together, went to lunch almost every day together. And we would talk about just a whole range of things. But he's a huge Bob Dylan fan and also a big Bruce Springsteen fan. And so he's a big Jason Isbell fan. So we would talk all the time. And I mentioned Sam on the podcast fairly often, but he's never been wanted to be on the podcast. And I, I told him, Hey, look, you know, it's my sixth anniversary. I really need you to do this. And so he, he played me because uh, Kevin Pollack was on the Gilbert Godfrey podcast. And Pollack said that, you know, when he first started his chat show, a lot of people didn't know what a podcast was. And he says, and basically you become asking your friends to be on the podcast is the new version of can you drive me to the airport like (laughs) I really don't want to say yes but I don't know and I said okay Sam fair enough I will quit asking you to be on the podcast but uh it it is so saturated out there now Mm -hmm. and that you know so many different people um so let's go back to what about Battlestar Galactica made you one, want to talk about it, and then also do a podcast about it. Yeah. BSG hit all kinds of sweet spots for me. It was, uh, again, I was a sci- am a sci-fi fan. Yeah. And I was a fan of it when I was a kid in the 70s, but only, I don't have a lot of memory of it, just that I remember I liked the ships and I had some of the toys and whatnot. But uh but the story was just really good. And frankly, it was just a really good adaptation um, of that property and it worked really well. And so, and I think another thing was it's the thing that I came to really love and appreciate was it was serialized and it was week to week, which back then, obviously everything was, uh, nothing was just like dumped out like it is on Netflix. Um, So, it was something that had this slow burn of like you watch an episode and it was something amazing would happen. But there'd be this, this, uh, this one element of the, the story where you'd be like, wonder what's going to happen with this character or that storyline or whatever. And you'd have to wait on it and sit on it for a week. And, but in the meantime, you could talk to the people that were also watching it and, you know, you could go message boards. And uh, that was a big part of it was just not, not just, not just the people that you were in contact with on a daily basis, but ones that were out there, you know, online and, and the sci-fi message boards and other message boards. And so that was a big part. It was just really, and it was a show that I got in from the ground floor. Like I somehow missed the beginning of lost uh, when it first started. And I was like a couple seasons behind. I'm like, I don't know if I can catch up. It's going to be hard for me to do that. And again, this was 2007, 2008. You didn't have the benefit of Netflix to just binge through season one, two, three, whatever, really fast. It was, yeah. you couldn't do it. So I was like, if, I, if I'm going to talk about a show, uh, it's one on that I, I'm well-versed in. I'm totally bought in. Uh, I have other people that really, really like it also. And um, it's frankly a niche sort of show. It was like, it was one of those things where I knew that, not that it was like my main driver, but it was a thing like, we could do a podcast about this and not enough other shows are out there that we could probably maybe get someone to listen, maybe a, you know, yeah. a handful of people. <laughs> and it turned out to be more than that. But uh, so that wasn't a, you know, a major consideration, but 
Um, but the big thing was, yeah, it was a serialized show that not just for us, but for other listeners of the podcast, that they would have time to watch a show, uh, listen to us talk about it, and then send in their own theories. And then we would take their theories, read them uh, on, on the air. And it just, you know, it was like this, this, you know, evolving, expanding sphere of like, you know, more and more interaction. And then that's how to, and to jump ahead a little bit, I guess, is like, that's how, you know, you became involved. And at yeah. one point uh, we opened up our phone line and, you know, and for a while there, there was not much coming in, but then once in a while we get something. And, and then we started getting these calls from this guy named Jesse Jackson. And I was like, wow, this guy's got some good points. <laughs> so, yeah. I just, so like every couple episodes, I'd be like, oh, here's Jesse again. And I play the voicemail. And, um, and so, you know, you, that happens enough. And you, you recognize that people have a really good insight and, and things to say about the show. And that's how we ended up expanding sort of our, our cast, our crew, basically, yeah. by um, inviting people that had really good perspectives to kind of join uh, when they could remotely. And again, this is pre-Zoom. This is, we had to like rely on Skype and I don't even know what it was, but it wasn't all that reliable at times. Well, but. and I remember once, right, it was after either a, the, a, I don't think it was the series finale. I think it was just a season finale, but like one of us had, and I don't even think it was Zoom, but it was another um conference call that one of us used at work right i think the i think you know we're we're good at this point the statues of limitation it's <laughs> like we're you know like this is your your conference call and like okay we're gonna all call in and talk about that to visit <laughs> and um because there was no um you know we it, this was very early in this and um and i I felt you guys gave me a lot of positive feedback, right? Like, as um, I'm listening to the podcast and I'm, I feel like I'm in the room talking to people that, you know, I'm really enjoying the conversation, right? Like this is, and, and I think that's what, for me, you, a good podcast is you're listening to people that you enjoy spending time with, yeah. right? Like if, if you, it, and, there, and there's all kinds of other things that could go into it. But the bottom line is I like spending time with these people. They either make me think, they make me laugh, they, they entertain me. And so, um, so I was enjoying this guys. And so I started doing it. And then, you know, I started feeling like, wow, they like what I'm saying. This is good. <laughs> so that, you know, it feeds the, yeah. bee, so to speak. The loop. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, so I, I always think of Battlestar Galactica as a great show that ended Poorly. less than great, right? <laughs> like, yeah. Let's just say it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and, and a lot of these things specifically, you know, I remember when you and I were talking about it as a group, right? Mm -hmm. That, um, and, 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 and I, 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 we're going to talk later. I, I adore, I, I really am lowering Outlander and mm -hmm. from, from, uh, you know, from, for all mankind, you know, Ron Moore's, mm -hmm. I, I just really am enjoying that. And I think he is a great writer, but I also think that 
you know, Battlestar Galactica was his first chance to play outside of the Star Trek universe and mm-hmm. may have gotten too clever for himself. Right. Yeah. If I, the, the thing I remember uh, at the time American Idol was on and uh, Simon Cowell, sometimes someone would go up on stage and they do something and he'd be like, well, that was a little bit indulgent, <laughs> you know, and that's how I kind of thought about how the last maybe part of the season went. Um, Cause I will always remember the, uh, the uh, Apollo uh, swatting the pigeon with a, a broom you know, scene. Um, and uh, I don't know if you recall that, but it was like this. And I remember, cause I listened pretty religiously to the, the writer's room podcast after I'd watched the shows and done our, our podcast, I'd go and listen to theirs. Yes. I remember him talking about that and just like, Oh yeah, someone had this idea that like um, um, Apollo uh, would be uh, in, basically in a towel and he'd be swatting this pigeon that got in the, and I was like, what does that even mean? He's like, I don't know. So yeah, yeah things like that just started to be like, kind of uh, accumulate. And, uh, but that said, it was, you know, I, I did it. I, I really did enjoy the show. Um, I, and, and I'm, I've been hungry for something like it ever yeah. since it's, it's been, uh, and frankly, when that show ended, there was a very much a uh, sort of a crisis of like, well, all right, what do we do now? Because this, this show is over. And yeah. So basically what happened was like the Galactica Quorum became the Geek Quorum, another podcast uh, that then covered other sci-fi things. And it's, it's sporadically still going on to this day. Yeah. Um, It just, it was harder to find something that we wanted to cover kind of exclusively. We dabbled in a lot of the Marvel movies. We talked about Game of Thrones we did cover Lost a little, you know, towards the end there. Yeah. Um, but it just was like, well, that that one thing, that 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 thing that made it so special of a serialized show that you could take, you could have a meal of it and then mm-hmm. digest it, you know, for like a week and then come yeah. back and do it again. And and not just, you know, it had to be that and it had to be something that really appealed to everyone that wanted to really do it because some people were like oh, maybe this show and someone would be like mm, i don't know i'm not like watching walking dead nah, i don't like zombies and oh well yeah you know, so then you're like uh, so i don't know it's um it, it it's hard and then now nowadays there was a, a period of time when i was very down about uh the prospect of doing any kind of podcast on a show right. because netflix would their model was simply you put out a show all at once and it's done and you don't have time. Like I love stranger things. Yeah. I love it, but there's no way I'd do a podcast about it because basically it's, it comes out in one dump and in one weekend and everyone sees it pretty much in the first two or three weeks. Um, and you're not going to, I don't know. It, it's, it doesn't have nearly the buzz. So I'm very please with the advent of like these new platforms like Disney plus that came yeah. along and said, you know what, we're going to serialize again. And it's been great. I I've just really have appreciated that. And that, that, that led to kind of a resurrection of the geek quorum with myself and another alum, um, Byrne, who was a, like you, uh, a caller yeah. who was, had really, really good um, insights and stuff and became sort of a regular, even though he was on a, another coast and yeah, two of us have been doing that and we 
transition to YouTube. And believe me, that is a whole, whole nother oh, step. Imagine. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah. So because <laughs> I, I remember when the first season of Daredevil came out on Netflix and um, me and um, I'm drawing a blank on my partner at the time, but um, we specifically only watched an episode a week mm-hmm. and we said, you know, I know most of you are probably now yelling at us because you've binged the whole thing, but we're going to go one episode at a time to talk about that. Yeah. How'd, how'd uh, that work? It, it did. I mean, fine. It was, you know, um, I'm not sure. I, I think people, once again, it goes back to you enjoy it or not. Um, one of my current TV obsessions is Ted Lasso. Mm, I me just, too, I, yeah. I, 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 and so what, I, I thought about doing a weekly episode and I, I went to, I have uh, two friends that also love the show. And I said, guys, I just don't know if I can do an episode every week. Yeah. I said, but would you guys be willing to do it chunks at a time? And they said, yeah. So mm-hmm. what we've been doing is every third episode, we're kind of talk about all three and kind of talk about the stories and what's going on. And that's worked well for us. And, and I love Ted Lasso, but I do agree. If you're going to do a whole episode on just a whole podcast on one episode, is there enough meat there to discuss? Um, You and I spent, um, we, we, just circumstances but we did a madman podcast for a while yes. you and i together yep. and Scott that and was yeah podcast. that <laughs> was there's enough in there that you could get a full meal out of yeah. discussing the different yeah. themes of what's going on in that yeah yeah, yeah. i was just i was bringing that up yeah because that one definitely had again kind of like battlestar it had yeah. a big cast an ensemble obviously there was someone who's like sort of the star but uh, or the main character but Lots of characters, lots of storylines, and it wasn't quite as, you know, the directions that things could go weren't as, you know, fantastical as, as something like Battlestar Galactica, where, you know, you know, there's robots, you know, but it's, uh, it, it's still, you know, we, we'd speculate, you know, what's going to happen with, you know, this character, what's going to happen with yeah. this account that they were doing, and what's going to happen with Dawn, and that, that yeah, that one was that was, it fits in that, that category. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, with YouTube, your new, coming back to Geek Quorum, what have you been covering? Well, uh, we started doing the Mandalorian back uh, when it started up. We're like, this looks like it could be really good. Turned out, turns out it was, is. Um, And it, uh, we covered the first season. um, We covered pretty much most of the second season i have a whole bunch of episodes in the can which i haven't even got to yet because of covid and stuff but uh yeah so we've been covering that and you know that's it's been a lot of fun the only challenging part is again just finding uh an audience that uh amongst you know we're one of many especially on youtube like you have people that the moment the episode airs, they're doing their hot takes. Um, and, you know, I am one of those people that edits the hell out of my podcasts. I, I 
I look at it like um, almost like a uh, showrunner does. I we record for an hour. Uh, I kind of see where the conversation went after we did it. Um, I take out dead parts or parts that like kind of went away in some weird tangent. And sometimes as a point that someone makes, I'm like, that's a really good point. I want to make sure that gets play. And so I sometimes even shift things from the back to the front because someone brought it up again, just as like, a, oh, you remember that thing you said? And it, and so in a way like that, it's, it's, it's um, so anyway, bottom line, I just spend a lot of time uh, just with the audio stuff and the video stuff is just like, like I said, it's a whole other level because um, it's, you're dealing with like, just there's things you can't easily mask mm-hmm. <laughs> video that you can with audio. Um, yeah. And so yeah, it's just a lot of work. And believe me, there's been many people have said, why don't you just like, record something and just put it out there? And, and I just like, nah, I just can't do it. I just can't do it. It's just not me. I just can't do it. So, so what I love about this is I am the exact opposite, right? Yes, I, I know. Made, yeah. I made, we made that, you know, <laughs> we, we've had this session before um, and I, every once in a while, I, I do, will do some edits and I do have one coming up, um, a guy named J.B. Clark, who, um, uh, he and I had not talked in probably six months, nine months. And so we started and I hit record and we ended up talking two hours, Brian. Wow. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, and he says, you can't use all of this. I go, no, no, no. I will probably end up making this a 20 minute episode because, oh you know, because we're just, we're catching on. And like you and I talked 10 or 15 minutes before I even record. We we're like, mm-hmm. you know, like, how'd you get to Oregon and how's mm-hmm. everything going? And, you know, yeah. how's the gig? And so, uh, and so he like did all that. Uh, so, and I, I think there, I wonder sometimes just, personally that if i did take the hour and a half two hours to record an hour podcast mm-hmm. at minimum right yeah, yeah would i get a few more downloads would people find it more professional and i end up going ah screw it just yeah. <laughs> i'm not getting paid yet let me go for it yeah 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 that's the that's the, the big question there's two schools of thought and when i did the galactica quorum podcast yeah that was that was tough because we were recording on a very regular schedule, a weekly uh, yeah. when they were on the air. Cause there was times when they were like, they took a long hiatus and like yeah. six months, nine months, 12 months would go by right. sometimes with between seasons or half seasons or whatever. Yeah. But when they were, when they were releasing shows, it was like, okay, the show was on Friday. We're going to, you know, people that I work with, we're going to meet on Monday uh, hopefully sometimes it would be, ah, we have to do it on Tuesday. And so then I would be editing it like mad for like mm. two or three days, trying to get it out by Thursday night, because who's going to want to listen to it. Yes, exactly. And the Friday show comes out. Yeah. And so that was, that was brutal, but you know, there's other podcasts at the time, uh, covering the same show who they basically had hour and 45 minute recordings of them talking with no editing whatsoever. And some people just are okay to like hear people just gab for a long time, you know? Um, I, that could be true, but I, again, just my perspective on it is my preference is 
for the shows I produce, I like to narrow it and make, because I feel like if someone's listening, they have a 30, 45 minute commute or something, make it worth that time for somebody. Because yeah. I did get people who um, would come up to me and say, oh, we listen to your podcast and I'm, you know, riding my bike to, to work or whatever, or, or mm. you know, things like that. And I'm like, okay, I, it, I just, I, I, I just know that, uh, especially nowadays, there's so many other uh, shows, podcasts, media, streaming music, you know, any number of things that someone could just switch to at a, a, a moment. Yes. And I don't want to, you know, have somebody like, oh, okay, they've been talking about this one thing for like 10 minutes and they just, you know, click off. Yeah. So uh, I, I, I'm very cognizant of, of that one. And I have been since day one. So that's just how I do it. You know, I'm going to be changing the subject, but I, I just realized as we were talking, another thing that I owe you for is you were the first to talk about Dragon Con. Ah, yes. And yeah. um, and I remember listening to you guys talk about it. Um, I, I guess it was a year where they were pretty heavy. There was a pretty heavy BSG contingent of actors there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you guys... Um, I think we're nominated for maybe, uh, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. We were nominated for the Parsec Award, which is a, a podcasting award yeah. for the best fan podcast for, yeah, and we went and yeah. we won, and so I was like, wow, and that was just the one of the best week. That was like one of the first. I think it might have been the first time I went to Dragon Con. It was, I don't think anything could top it. It was great. We won an award. I got to do interviews with Edward James Olmos. He he was amazing. You know, he saw me later afterwards, you know, kind of like, you know, when he recognized me and what kind of gave me this kind of like a point and kind of yeah. wink and be like, Hey, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, he, 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 he remembered me. So uh, yeah, it was, it was great. Yeah. And dragon con, you know, it's again, COVID now everything is different. It's yeah. you know, this year they had it last year. They had to scrub it this year. Yeah. They, they did it again. I don't, I know some people that went, uh, it was an entirely different experience. Um, but yeah, I had a great time going there and I, I, frankly one of the great things about it is when i went there um i often would see people that i had never met in person before like i that's how i met you in person and i was that was so that was great because a couple of times we actually got to sit down yeah you know have a drink go out have dinner together we did that was awesome yeah yeah and i and like i said it i i remember now hearing you guys talk about that weekend and, uh, you know, uh, so say we all, so say yeah. we all, right. You know, the chanting <laughs> and everything. I was like, man, I've got to go the next time. And I remember going and, um, and now I make the joke all the time that, you know, I, I take money to go to Dragon Con unless Bruce is touring because Linda looks at me and you can't have both. If you're going to go to see two or three (laughs) Bruce Springsteen shows, you can't go to Dragon Con. Uh, And, but it is, it truly is this amazing experience. And, you know, you were, you stopped by many times when I was at Tom Zoller's booth and, mm-hmm. and, you know, you got to meet Tom and we got to talk and we shared some stories, but you know, I, his story, I always appreciate is he says that like dragon con people are drinking 
to have fun and enjoying things. And he said at Comic-Con, he feel like they're drinking to to da- to dull the pain, you know. <laughs> and 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 the nice thing about um it appears somehow that the Dragon Con at least and and I hope it won't change because of COVID, but there was this kind of unspoken if you caught a celebrity in the wild Mm -hmm. you you didn't go up and go oh can i get an autograph or Mm -hmm. you know you left them alone you know you may buy them a drink or you may you know visit with them and therefore they were more prone to um to be out just to be at the bars and everything because they know they're not going to be bothered right yeah right yeah yeah so um so, all right. Well, we got to talk a little music, uh, sure. Brian. So um, talk about growing up. You grew up in Maryland, right? Mostly Maryland. Yeah. My yeah. dad was in the Air Force, so we moved around okay. quite a bit. Uh, but at one point we sort of settled sort of on the East Coast in Virginia okay. and then Maryland. And um, yeah, so I kind of grew up my 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 middle high school, middle and high school years were in the 80s. Okay. And um Back then, you know, there was not a lot of musical discovery other than uh, one, radio stations, two, uh, your friends, and three, a distant third, but still probably a big one was like, you know, movie soundtracks. So that would that'd be a big thing. Um, there wasn't Spotify or Apple Music or whatever to suggest things for you and and whatnot and so you're kind of limited to a very small pool of of music but i was fortunate uh again during those like high school years to be in a near washington dc where there's some really good radio stations there was okay. uh dc 101 was a rock station that was you know that you know that been there a long time howard stern started there you know before he went up to new york um so that was very formative for me because there was a point when I was like, you know, Tuesdays, they have two for Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. I'm going to listen on Tuesdays and I'm going to learn some of these artists and their songs. Yeah. So they would play two songs. I'd be like, okay, those are Tom Petty songs. Uh, those are the Eagles. That's Fleetwood Mac. That's uh, Led Zeppelin. You know, yeah. And that's the cars. And, and, and that's kind of how I really started to, to learn some of that stuff. Um, and then the other good uh, radio station was the very iconic, um, but now no longer with us, uh, 99.1 WHFS, which is a, a very influential alternative uh, rock station um, that just was, you know, there's very, I don't know how what the big ones were in the United States back in the 80s and 90s, but that was one of the big ones. And mm-hmm. they played a lot of um, alternative music and that kind of led me to like the second phase of my my music that I started to like. So I started off, you know, very much what we now call classic rock, you know, it's yeah. like the, the police and yeah, the U2 mainstream. And, yes. And Van right. Halen and stuff like that. And those are big, big bands for you. But then I sort of transitioned to more alternative stuff and I started listening to like the cure and the Smiths and, um, and uh, so, yeah, that's, that's how I, that's how that's like high school age. Yeah. yeah. Did, um, how about college when you started getting to college and it, young adulthood, did your yeah. taste change? A little what, bit. What yeah, yeah, a little bit. I mean, college was interesting because yeah, obviously there was uh, 
every college had a quote college radio station. They so that was sort of like a continuation of what I listened to on HFS back when you know there was a lot of like college radio, you know, very alternative stuff. Uh, but at that time, it was like the early '90s, like 1990, 1991, and so grunge was just starting. Also, like this sort of like um, what I what they call the like the Manchester scene um, was coming out. There's a lot of bands out of Manchester that like Happy Mondays, uh, Stone Roses. Um, and I was really into that. And um, there was a band actually out of Hershey, Pennsylvania called The Ocean Blue um, that I really liked. And uh, a few years later, I made a, uh, a website for them. I think, and this is pre, I mean, this is, we're talking before GeoCities. <laughs> this is early. <laughs> Um, and that kind of led me to talking with them and cause they would, you know, I, somehow they found me and, um, and, and so I got into contact with them and I think that actually laid a foundation for like some of the podcasting stuff later. Cause I would, I would contact them. I'd, you know, I'd kind of like pull other people like on this, like Yahoo mailing list of like, you know, what questions would you like me to ask them? And, sure. and so I would do that and then back and then I posted on the website, um, that kind of was like a little training for like later on when I was doing the podcast and I'd be like thinking of questions to ask like the actors and the directors and things like that of these shows. Um, but yeah, so ocean blue. And the funny thing is like, they're still around. They, they still tour. And a couple of years ago they were in DC and um, I saw them play. And after the show, they were, you know, cause these are small venues. It's not like you're yeah. going to like so big. So afterwards you can go up and talk to these guys. And so yeah. I went up afterwards and I went to the, the main singer, David Shelzel and, I said, uh, hey, uh, you probably don't remember me, but, you know, I, and he's like, you know, I, I feel like I should. You, you're, you're Brian Pinaldo, right? I'm like, I'm like, oh my God. And he, he pulled that out of, you know, it's yeah. been 20 years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that, that felt really good. So, um, so yeah. Um, but yeah, so the college definitely was a little bit, a bit of a change. I started listening to more, um, you know, at the time, a little more grungy stuff, a little, yeah. a little bit more um, kind of, uh, you know, typical nineties, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So how about now? What, what is there, is music still a big part of your Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. It's much, you know, it's different now too, because um, now that I do have musical discovery and I can just like literally listen to anything ever recorded by almost anybody. Um, it's, 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 it's almost, you know, it's, it's, it's nice to have that at the same time there it's, it's almost like too much. Like the, the, the fire hose is on all, you know, almost picking, it's hard to, to, to pick out something that you're going to like, but that said um, these days um, starting kind of like in the early two thousands um, I started listening to um, some bands like uh, death cab for cutie. Um, and then most recently tame Impala is one of my absolute favorites. And as it turns out, I was supposed to see both of those bands in the last two weeks. Um, and the Death Cab show was canceled because we've had wild, uh, wildfire smoke in the area. Mm. And uh, that was an outdoor show, but it was we had hazardous air quality and that was canceled. And then the Tame Impala show was supposed to be in Portland. And that one, I just didn't feel comfortable going to an indoor show uh, with the state of things with COVID. Yeah. And you don't realize uh, how much you really miss seeing a live show until you have these two that you're about to see, and then they're yanked out from under you. And you're just, it was frankly kind of depressing, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, I, so those, yeah, yeah. 
I, I bought tickets to see the Eagles um, over a year and a half ago. And, um, and Ticketmaster has kept my money this yeah. whole time. Yeah. Yeah. But um, they are supposed to be in Dallas next week. Mm. And I am going to go see them. I've never seen them. Uh, mm. You know, was a big fan during, you know, my high school time. Yeah. And uh, so, I, so I, I, we have a couple of venues and so I'm going to wear my mask. I'm vaccinated. Uh, but I do have a couple of live shows coming up that um, we're seeing the Eagles. Um, I'm going to see Michael Nesmith and Mickey Dolenz, the two <laughs> remaining live yeah, monkeys. The monkeys uh, yeah, that should be a lot of fun. A bunch of my buddies, all they when they found out that I'd never seen Kiss, mm-hmm. uh, we're all going to see Kiss. So a bunch mm-hmm. of my buddies and I. So all that's going to be kind of fun. And you, you're right. You miss that live music, that that seeing that experience of enjoying that music, and and, and it, it's just really cool stuff. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I have one more show coming up. Uh, yeah. Hopefully that will not be canceled. That one's going to be in another week and a half. And that's going to yeah. be Lord Huron, who I've not seen before. But it's that's that's one of the, the joys of the music discovery that uh, I found is I had no idea about them. I just was listening yeah. to like an Avid Brothers station. Mm-hmm. Um, and they kind of came in on the playlist. And I was like, that's a really cool song. And uh, and then a couple more would come up. I'm like, who's that? Oh, it's them again. And yeah, so yeah. Um, that's one of the, the benefits of, of the, this age, this era. Yeah. Do you, are there other shows like that you've gone in the past that have been memorable for you? Oh, well, I mean, DC had such a great, I imagine a number of places they had, well, the nine thirty club is sort of like an iconic club. And I saw a bajillion bands there, uh, multiple times. Um, and they just opened up a new, uh, Dave Grohl is sort of like a partner with uh, the owners of the 930 Club, and they they open up a new larger venue called Anthem in in DC, and so um, so that there was that there, and there's tons of other smaller clubs in there, and, and and even in like the suburbs, if you go to like Silver Spring, Maryland, there's a place called the Fillmore that's awesome. I I saw this band who's one of my current favorites, um, Metric, is one of my favorite bands right now. They just They've been around a while and they just, they, they're still just kicking it. They just, the latest album, it's been out a couple of years now, but like every, every track is a firecracker. It's really great. Um, but um, yes, yeah, so many, so many, I mean, I saw, uh, I saw Tame Impala at the Anthem, uh, right? Sort of before uh, late, I guess, 2019. Yeah. Uh, I saw Metric at the Fillmore. Um I saw the church. It was one of my all-time favorite bands since like 1988. Um, they're still playing and well, not recently because of COVID, but you know, I saw them multiple yeah. times at 930 Club and at the Birchmere, which is in Alexandria, Virginia. Um, and let's there's yeah, there's just a, so many, so many shows. Yeah. yeah that's awesome. That's, that's and then you too as well. I, probably yeah, you know, I have a picture in my house of I I went to a U2 concert in uh, there's this one summer where I saw them twice within a couple weeks of each other and, mm-hmm. and um, got kind of like in the circle where everything was and um, had a really good camera with me. So I, I got some really good shots of them. I have a picture of my house of the edge playing as Telecaster and it's, 
I mean, I was right within, you know, handshaking distance of, of the band. It was That's like, nice. That That's... is something I'll always remember. That was a, that was a fantastic show. Yeah. The one in Baltimore and in Philly. Those were two, yeah. two great shows. So I've got to tell you, Brian, I have no business um, trying to do another podcast, but talking to you makes <laughs> me desperately want to find something for you and I to do together. Yeah. You know, it is just, I, I just, I love visiting with you. I always, I always think you bring a fresh insight and thoughts. Um, I will remember um, and, you know, as going back to, and you would edit this back to where our earlier discussion, but I remember after the Battlestar Galactica finale, you know, it's like, okay, Jesse, do you remember the episode when Starbuck was missing and Adama wouldn't leave and Lee goes and talks to him and says, you know, how long would you wait for me? And he says, oh, I would, I ne- mm. we'd still be looking, right? Right, yeah. He yeah. says, now you're going to tell me that Adama now says, yeah, I'm going to go fly off and never see you, yeah. never see your kids ever again. I'm just, you're yeah. just going to go all because I'm so upset about, you know, um, you know, Sharon dying. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, now you've totally screwed that for me. Thank you, Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> but- <laughs> I had this, this skill of like taking people who were like, oh, that was an amazing episode. And then they'd be like, well, did you think about this one part where, and then they'd be like, oh, yeah. I was, yeah, I'm, yeah, I guess I was sort of the very, the critical one of the bunch, but you know, again, that we had each had our roles basically. And yeah. there was someone who's very gung ho and enthusiastic. And then there was me being like, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, does that fit character wise is what they're doing and whatnot? But yeah, it'd be fun to do another podcast. I mean, it would you're, be. You're welcome to join the Geek Quorum. Anytime. I will have to, to We're do totally going to do the, the book of Boba when it comes out in yeah. uh, like three or four months. So. Yeah. yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm. I'm looking forward to seeing what Foundation does. Um, I remember reading those as you know in high school. Um, excited about that. I, I still enjoy all the Marvel stuff, though. The latest two what ifs were too depressing. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. you need to give me a happy what if something yeah. on there. So that's yeah. that's that's great. I really really loved. I thought Wandavision was fantastic. Yes, as a show, and, and especially it being such a departure from a regular television show. Like, yes, it, it was very brave of them. If I can, even, yeah. if, if I can even use that term with about a television show, but it, it was brave of them to do something just so different. And uh, I think it paid off. And Loki, I think, was the same way. Um, it was uh, it was very different. Um, not as different as one. One it was just like, so out there. <laughs> well, and it you know growing up watching sitcoms i i was enjoying the ride and i know some people were like okay i don't want to watch this if we're just going to do this and and i do think that um if they had maybe dropped the first three or four episodes together versus just the first two mm. you maybe but i kind of trusted the journey yeah. and i loved how they you know they're it started out with this almost this full parody homage and then mm-hmm. as the series continued less and less of that but yeah. still true to the concept yeah um, yeah really really and and great acting yes. you know the whole cast was amazing it just was yeah. good stuff yeah, yeah absolutely 
It was, it was Agatha good. all along. Yep. It was Agatha all along. It was just <laughs> great with that. Uh, it's oh, and we're gonna see. So yes, good stuff. Um, <laughs> all right. So um, if someone wants to reach you, Brian, how can they? What's the best way to check out um, your fine work and to uh, see what you're talking about now? Yeah. Well, if you're listening podcast wise we're still on itunes uh our galactica quorum episodes are still there for archival posterity uh so you can look them up and if, if you're if you've never seen the show or you just you want to do rewatch and you want to listen along um they're they're there there's like almost 100 episodes of them i never quite got to 100 i, I easily could because i do have material that i could put out there as as, as yeah. supplemental that i could easily just bump it to 100 i might at some point um uh, just to forgive us again for the, the first couple episodes because they were, you know, it was it was the pioneering days. Okay. Well, we, you know, we we had to learn. <laughs> yeah, you know, we had yeah. to learn what to do exactly. We had to learn, yeah. So, um, and then you get to hear Jesse because uh, yes. you know, I, I forget episodes you showed up in, but eventually you showed up, and then yeah. Uh, so that's out there. The Geek Quorum is also available on um, a podcast, and it's on YouTube as well. If you look up Geek Quorum, we have I think. I don't know how many episodes um, we didn't do every episode of the Mandalorian. Once sometimes we do a couple as a, as a kind of a pack, a yeah. little bunch, you know, mm-hmm. like you were saying, cause it's just, again, too hard to do um, them all at once um, every week, at least for me, cause I'm not a full-time YouTuber, not even close. Right. Um, and again, we kind of haven't done any in a while, or at least I haven't edited them in a while. So it, it's not a full season two yet, but if you want to watch some of them and again those especially the first ones are really rough <laughs> so maybe you could even skip a few and you get to some that are a little bit more uh, a little better but uh and then as far as like if you want to contact like me or other people that do the podcast uh our podcast email has always been the same for god 13 14 15 years now and that's the gquorum at gmail.com g-q-u-o-r-u-m very nice very yes. nice, sir. I appreciate it. Um, I, I cannot tell you how much fun this was just to catch up and to do well. And yes, that's been awesome. Uh, yeah, I, we, I, you must have a Bruce Springsteen question for me, though. I, I think you say you're going to ask me about. Yes, I was. I was. Okay. I was going to. Um, I, I didn't know if you'd done the homework. So, yes, I, I, um, of course I did. All right. So uh, if you are um, back, you know, a Galactical Quorum person you're like what brian is on a new podcast i have to listen to this um i end every episode with this question and jay armstrong is an honors english teacher in the philadelphia area he just recently retired but every year he would have his seniors uh honors english class spend two days looking at the song thunder road listening Mm -hmm. to the song reading the lyrics talk about the imagery and at the end of the two days, he would ask his class, does Mary get in the car? Mm-hmm. That was your homework, Brian. Okay. So does Mary get in the car? <sighs> well, um, knowing that there's like this legacy of previous answers is really intimidating because um, I don't know what they are or what they said. But, um, you know, it's kind of it's it's a bit like Schrodinger's cat. OK, so there's there's uh, an unknown state of, of what happens and with a song like this um with um 
not, not being able to enter that state, you, you can't observe it for yourself to see exactly what actually happens, which is part of what makes it so good to, to, to speculate about, is it this or that? Yeah. Um, but you can infer some things uh, from the lyrics and from the performance. And from what I gathered, uh, the singer, uh, the, one, the, the one telling this um, woman to, to come with him, it's Mary, to come with him, um, we'll call him Bruce. <laughs> um, he's definitely going somewhere. He is going. That's to me is clear. Yes. Um, the question is whether she is. And the thing is what I gather from this, the lyrics and what we, what he says about her and what he says about the town is that she doesn't have much to live for in that town. So going back to Schrodinger's cat, she could stay, but if she does, she won't, exists because there's nothing there it doesn't it's there's it's not a there's nothing to for her and she will not be and so i take the other view that um uh, in the binary state of if, if someone is or is not and she is so i say yes she goes yeah, I mean, the, we've got one less chance to make it real to trade in these wings on some wheels, climbing back, heaven's waiting down on the track, right? Yeah. It is... Um, it's, it's, a, it's a do or do not, and if you do not, then within the construct, and it's kind of like a matrix, right? Within yeah. the construct of, of that, if she doesn't go, that matrix is going to fold on itself and not exist. So in lieu of that, she's going to go. Well, <laughs> I otherwise think, she doesn't exist. Yeah. And I think this is one of the reasons why I always loved listening to you guys talk about Battlestar and the other podcast is, you know, great insight. Um, Jay talks about that um, fear, you know, mm -hmm. Mary can be f afraid to make a choice because it's, it is scary to make a choice that, mm -hmm. you know, trying to safe in her own little there in her your daddy's porch and you know doing everything where you have to take a risk and is this going to go so i think a great answer um just so you know about 60 percent of my audience say yes she gets in the car and about 40 percent says she doesn't hmm. so interesting yeah uh there and and a wide variety of reasons why um mm. you know many think that um you know he he hasn't done a good enough job of selling her you know the whole mm. hey you ain't a beauty but oh you're all right well f yeah. you buddy yeah, yeah, yeah. um <laughs> you know and the other things so yeah absolutely great great answer i appreciate it um Brian, thank you so much for joining me. This is a very special treat for me, and we absolutely will stay in touch. Oh, for and, sure. It's yeah, been my pleasure. And we will have to, I will have to join you. We'll figure out something to talk about, and then um, we'll, um, and then you'll keep it, and six months later, you'll have it done editing, and then yes, it'll come yes. <laughs> But yeah. the beauty of streaming, though, is it's there, yes, right? Like, yeah. you you can if you like i just i had not watched um the expanse mm -hmm. and so i've watched the first two seasons so if mm -hmm. there was a podcast i could go okay i can go watch because this is new to me yeah yeah, yeah. so that's one of the beauties of streaming
Yeah. So, yeah. 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 That would see, that was just not to extend this too much further, but that was a show that I was like, oh, that would be a good one to talk about. Yeah. But then I saw that they were kind of like dumping them and I was like, well, can't. Yeah. Once again, it's totally my wheelhouse. It's like, it's sci-fi. It's actually kind of hard sci-fi. Yeah. Um, And there's like politics involved and like, there's, uh, uh, there's allegories of different things that are happening in our time. And it's just, but, but again, it's, I have a, very limited set of things that are a criteria that I can do. So, well, yeah, it, we will do it. We will, yeah, get to, we'll get together. Cause like one of the things that, um, where the other way I got into this is when <clears throat> Karen Lindsay invited me to do Farscape, the Farscape podcast. And so we did, you know, and so there, that was a unique concept of they had the two hosts and they had someone who'd seen all of Farscape mm-hmm. and then someone who had never seen Farscape. Yeah. go one episode at a time so three of the people knew everything that was going to go on but i and then another guy took turns being a newbie knew nothing yeah. and so they would do no spoilers we would talk about that and so that was a way that even though all the episodes were available you had the chance to kind of yeah. talk about it so yeah cool. yeah all right my friend you yeah. go enjoy the rest of your night listeners go get vaccinated please Take care of yourselves. Let's wash our hands. Remember social distance and let's all be good to each other because that's the only way we're going to get through this. Thank you. Thank you, Brian. And we'll talk to you soon. Goodbye. Well, bye. Doing a podcast at times can be a one-way conversation and I hate that. So please let me know what you like and don't like about the work I'm doing. You can reach the podcast via email at setlessingbruce at gmail.com. The show is on Twitter, at SetLustingBruce, and my personal Twitter is at DFW. We have a website, www.setlustingbruce.com. From there, you can find links to other Springsteen podcasts, as well as other music-themed podcasts. We have a page devoted to our own SLB All-Star Band. These are guests who have been on the podcast more than three times. There is a link to our store where you can purchase Set Lessing Brew shirts, as well as a Merry Question t-shirt. There is a link to our Patreon page where you can sign up to help support the podcast financially. We have different levels and different rewards based on your support. If you don't have any extra cash, and right now who does, you can support the podcast by subscribing via your favorite podcast player and leaving us a review. The more reviews we have, the easier it is for people to find us. And please tell a friend about the podcast, especially if they love Bruce or music, because it will make a difference. You just heard the fun talking, hard rocking, music loving, album ranking, fan thinking, joy spreading, lyric reading, story sharing podcast that is the one the only Settlesting Bruce. The theme for Settlesting Bruce was written by David Rosen, used by permission. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.